0: Hi, I'm Roger Loves, celebrity voice coach, top-selling author, and I'm working to make the world a better place, one singing voice at a time, starting with yours. If you're ready to take your singing career out of the shower and onto the stage, you're going to need an excellent audition song. I want to help you find a song that showcases the best of your voice in a very short amount of time, and that's not always an easy task. So to save you time, frustration, and less-than-perfect auditions, here are the five things you need to know when picking your audition song. First, select the song that is perfect for you. Before you search through your iTunes playlist or spend a week going through every song on Spotify or Apple Music, ask yourself this question. What parts of your voice feel the strongest and most comfortable? For example, Is it your chest voice? Is it your middle? Is it your head? With that answer, look for an audition song that showcases mostly the parts of your voice that are special, unique, amazing. Then sing through lots and lots of songs until you find the right one for you. For example, If you have a really, really strong chest voice, but your middle and your head voices are just not there yet, you don't wanna pick a song that forces you to go all the way up and down the range into middle voice that isn't great yet. In the same way, if you're a woman with this amazing head voice, but maybe less than an amazing chest voice, don't go for an audition song that forces you to belt out chest through the whole first half of the song. Second, avoid the famous or unknown song trap. Singers ask me this question all the time. Should I pick a song that everyone's super familiar with or something most people have never heard before? And the answer is neither. You don't want to come into a singing audition with a really famous song associated with one particular artist. For example, If you go to a pop audition with Celine Dion's song, My Heart Will Go On from the Titanic, the people running the audition, they've heard that song so many times, they are sick of it. It's a dinosaur, you're a dinosaur. So the moment you open your mouth, they're not fully listening to you. Instead, they are subconsciously comparing how you sing it to the way they remember Celine Dion singing it. Can you sing it better than Celine Dion? Maybe. But even if you can, you don't want that kind of competition. You want to go in and showcase the very best of your talent, not set yourself up to just be compared to some other superstar. On the other end of the spectrum. Let's say you pick something completely unknown. When you go to the audition, the response could be just as bad if you'd gone in with something that's super famous. The people listening could hear the song and start thinking, hmm, what's that from? Who sings this? Who wrote it? And they might even turn to each other and say, do you know this song? Have you heard this before? The whole time they're thinking or asking questions, they're not listening to you. They're not listening to you. They're not watching you. They're not paying attention. Here's the solution to take care of the famous or unfamous song trap. Look for audition songs that are in between super famous and super unknown. If you're not sure how popular or recognizable a song is, Type the title into YouTube and see how many covers are already there. If that number is already over 10, if there's 10 people that have already re-recorded it on YouTube, that's not the right song for you. If it doesn't show any results on YouTube, well, proceed with caution as well. Remember, we want the audition hosts to be looking at you, listening to you, and thinking, you've got real talent. So don't pick a song that distracts them. Find one that makes you stand out, okay? Third, beware of audition song trends. When picking your audition song, make sure it fits you, your voice, and the roles that you wanna get. If you've heard two other friends preparing a particular song for an audition, don't use that song. When I had my studio in New York, and I'd opened it up many years ago, there was a time when every single female came in singing what I did for love from chorus line. And after the 50th or 500th person I heard audition with that song, I thought, please don't sing that unless you want to make every casting director in New York avoid you. Down, casting directors want to be excited and entertained. Hearing the same song again and again makes them literally want to send you off stage so they can find someone who performs something fresh and gets their attention. When you're on that stage, I want you to be the person that captivates and dazzles the casting directors, steering clear of, current or recent audition song trends is a great way to make that possible. Fourth, trim your song. Selecting the right length of a song is incredibly important for auditions. Once you have the right song for your voice, one that's not too famous or totally unknown and not being sung by every other person at the audition, you need to cut it down to the appropriate length. Contrary to popular belief, shorter songs usually make better audition songs. For example, some auditions only want 16 bars of a song, which is like a verse and a chorus. The audition hosts have either, they don't have the time or the energy to have everyone sing for five or seven minutes. So edit your song into something short, such as like I said, a verse, a chorus, a big strong close. If you're singing acapella, meaning without musical accompaniment, or making lead sheets with someone, it's easy to edit your song. If you're using a CD or digital track for accompaniment, you probably need to have someone edit it professionally or get a friend to do it in Pro Tools or GarageBand. The bottom line is try to make your song as short and special as possible the last thing you want is for the audition host to cut you off mid song because your arrangement is too long. Another benefit of singing shorter audition songs is that if you're great, they can always ask you to sing more. After a great short audition song, I've had students asked to sing full versions of other songs because the audition people like them so much. If you leave them wanting more, you win. That means you have them interested, excited, and eager to give you the opportunity that you're aiming for. You might also make multiple versions of your song. One really short, one medium length, and one longer. Just in case your preferred length is too long for a particular audition's request, and you need to use the shortened version. That way you'll be prepared for anything. The longer version, if the host asks for it, or the shorter. Fifth, go big before you go home. Many singers choose audition songs that end softly, but small endings are not always ideal for auditions. In fact, your endings may be the strongest impression that you leave on an audition host. And from this perspective, don't choose a song that has a big middle and then... Pay no attention to me, I'm done. Instead, aim for big endings. And as you look for songs or or you edit songs to use, find one that makes your voice go higher, thicker, and louder and stronger as it progresses to the end. And then boom, you're done. And the audition hosts are excited and moved, putting your name on the top of their selection list. Just so you know. There are people who spend their whole career trying to find the perfect audition song that showcases their best strength and hides all of their flaws. So don't get discouraged or be surprised when you open up iTunes and your perfect song just doesn't instantly jump out at you. If you keep exploring and singing through lots of songs, I feel confident that you'll find one that makes you and your voice shine every time you perform it. Don't forget to check back and post a comment about how your audition went in the comments or tweet me at RogerLove1.